to Schmall Talk. Hey, this is the first episode. We're going live on the uh, Schmall Talk page. So I brought it off of my personal Facebook page and, and started a whole new page, Schmall Talk. And uh, uh, I appreciate you liking the page and joining us tonight. And uh, don't forget that uh, not only are we right here on the Schmall Talk page, Tuesdays and Thursdays at eight o'clock. But what I'll do is I'll take the audio from tonight. I'll upload it to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You can get the podcast and download it right there. You can also uh, go find the uh, video on our YouTube page uh, as well. And you can go to smalltalk.tv and that's where you'll find links to all of that stuff. So today, here's our cast of characters. All of them collectively do not have near the amount of hair that I do. We have uh, Reggie, of course, from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And then we have uh, Chris all the way from the other side of uh, my town. And we have all the way from nine-tenths of a mile away, we have Jose Gonzalez. And Jose is with us tonight because it's Cinco de Mayo, and I had to have, have my one Mexican friend on for Cinco de, de Mayo. I, it just felt appropriate. So, Jose, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, Appreciate so Ho Jose is in the best bar in town here in Inverness. It's actually the bar that he built connected to his pool. It's pretty amazing. It is COVID-19 proof. Yep. The governor can't shut it down. The president I can't shut it down. It doesn't matter what Fauci and Burke say. Is that her name, Burke? Yeah. That bar is going to be open as long as Jose wants it open. In fact, it's really going to be open as long as his wife wants it open. So I figure what we would do tonight, uh, Jose, is we would do some Cinco de Mayo trivia. Okay. All right. And if you want to hang on for us uh, with us for the rest of the show, that's fine as well. Uh, I, I know you got to go to work tonight. Uh, you got to hold it down beginning about midnight, I think. So at any rate, here we go. Uh, I have put together five questions. I went on history.com, the history channel, history.com maybe today, uh, educated myself on Cinco de Mayo and created some questions for you. There's only five. I want to hear, I want to hear what your uh, answers are, see where you're at with this. All right. Cinco de Mayo, question number one, Cinco de Mayo is Mexican Independence Day. <clears throat> True or false? That's false. That's false. All right. Good job. Good job. It's actually, their Independence Day is actually celebrated on September 16th. Ah, very good. Very good. Very good. I had no idea. I would be honest. I had no idea. I thought that's what it was this whole time. Yep. All right. Question number two. All right. All right. Yeah, you got that. Good job. All right. Question number two. Now, do you know what Cinco de Mayo? Maybe we could even get some bonus points here. Do you know what it is? It's not that would, be, that would be the 5th of May. It's Cinco de Mayo is celebrated um, the Mexican War. Um, the Mexican army on the 5th of May, they had a victory with France that wasn't expected. And that's what Cinco de Mayo is celebrating. All right. So I'm going to adjust my question just a little bit. What was the name of the battle? That they won. Now, what are you looking down for? I think you're looking at you're looking at your phone, man. Look right here. Wait, wait, I want to know. He is. I, I want to know what battle did Mexico have that they did expect to win? That I couldn't tell you. Yeah, no one can. Okay, so 
I think Chris's point is there's never been one. The name, the name of that would have been would have been uh, Pablo. Pablo. Uh, no, Pablo. Pablo might be the name of one of your friends, but no, it's it's uh, it was the Battle of Puebla. Pueblo. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're still wrong. Puebla. <laughs> this is the, this was a feminine battle, apparently, yeah. right? Yeah. Pueblo would have been the masculine of your of, of that word, right? And then Pueblo would have been I don't know. Right. I don't remember much from Spanish class with Senorita Lemon and Senorita. I don't remember the other lady's name. You know when this war took place? I do. When was it? 1862. Yep. Look at there. I didn't even look down. I was looking at the screen the whole time. You're looking down way too much, Jose. All right. So uh, we're going to count this right now as you are. Uh, you've got one correct and you've got one wrong. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the British, Spaniards, and French sent combined forces to Mexico to collect debts which Mexico incurred through A, a war, war debt from fighting with the United States, B, war debt from a Mexican Civil War, or C, building a wall along the Mexico-United States border. Well, it's not the it's not the the wall, right? Because they they're paying for that right now, right, Reggie? Yeah. Trump's yeah. got them paying for that right now, right? That would more likely be probably a, a civil war that they had because the thing is, is they the Mexicans and the Americans celebrate Cinco de Mayo because the Americans had something to do with this. All right, so I'm not the only one that's been on uh, History.com today. That's all, that's good. That's good. All right. Question number four. The Mexican Civil War was fought between liberals and conservatives. Which side won? Conservatives? Nope, the liberals won. God, I Liberal? hate when that happens, too. Ugh, it's the worst. Yeah, so the, uh, the liberals, they were upset about the Catholic stronghold on the government, and so those liberals wanted to oust the church, basically, that kind of got the whole war started. All right. You're currently uh, two correct and two wrong. So here's the final question. The Mexican victory at the Battle of Puebla helped cut off French supplies to the Union Army or the Confederate Army during the U.S. Civil War. I'll read it one more time. This is all the marbles here, Jose. All the marbles. All your Mexican pride and heritage is on the line on this quiz. This uh, this quiz question right here. The Mexican victory at the Battle of Puebla helped cut off French supplies, the Union Army, or the Confederate Army during the U.S. Civil War. The Confederate. Yes, you got it, dude. You got it. All right. Congratulations. You are going to get... A margarita and a small talk shirt. How about that? <laughs> All right. Don't wear them at the same. You know, don't wear the small talk shirt while you're having the margarita in case All you right. have too much and you start. Uh, and what do you think, guys? Is that pretty impressive, or was that? Uh, oh, Chris says yes. Yeah. What is the most Mexican food that's consumed on the fifth of May? 
Oh, Lord, man. I didn't know I was going to get quizzed. Hold on a second. Let me look at my phone like you were doing. I don't know, because, you know, I want to say tacos, especially when it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, tacos, tacos and uh, margaritas. Mm. Tacos and margaritas. Um, yeah, listen, if viewership is low tonight, then we know what's going on. People are, are actually having Taco Tuesday. Well, they you know they'd have to get carry out, wouldn't they? Maybe unless unless they just make it in before the 25 percent cutoff at the door at, at these restaurants around here. So, all right, man, that wasn't uh, that wasn't too bad. Wasn't all that great either. Uh, but I have a feeling that if you didn't have your your Android sitting there, you probably would not have done so well in this uh, in this quiz. What time did you start studying for this today, man? For real. Just before you called me, okay. I had a feeling. I said, you know what? He didn't talk to me Sunday because we hung out Saturday night. And then I was like, you know what? I didn't talk to him on Monday. So I got a feeling it's going to be something like the last minute deal or something. So let me look a few things up just to make sure I got my stuff squared away. I want to know, though, did you think that it was Mexican Independence Day before you start looking stuff up? No. Tell the truth now. Tell the truth. You know, no, I did because what I did was is I looked up the history. So I I didn't I didn't I didn't think that at all. Gotcha. All right, Jose, you did a great job. Uh, I, I think what uh, we should do is have you on next year on Cinco de Mayo and ask you the same five questions and and see how you do next year. Okay. Uh, I want to bet you're probably going to still be like. Three right, two wrong. They'll just not be the same ones. Yeah. And, and maybe we'll hang out the night before and have margaritas, which will really cloud your, your memory. All right. All right, Jose, you going to hang in there with us or are you going to head out and go get your nap before you go to work? I'll hang in for a little bit. All right. We'll hang in for a little bit. All right. So uh, appreciate that. All right. So, uh, Reggie, you and I talked earlier today. Man, we really haven't talked the last couple of days. Yeah. And, uh, so we were talking about some potential topics for tonight. And uh, I wanted to talk about something initially. I figured, well, we, we figured we better not talk about. There's still those issues out there. You know, that, that one day, Reggie, if we hit the lottery, we'll talk about. But until then, we won't. So we figured that we would look up our uh, most um, interesting, if you will, articles about COVID-19, the ones that really capture our attention and uh, share those tonight and get each other's feedback on them. So uh, I've got mine. I know you've got yours. I think mine might actually dovetail into yours at some point, Reggie. So uh, tell us uh, tell us what captured your attention today in the news of uh, COVID-19. It wasn't today, actually. It was yesterday. Hmm. And you, know, you go to your home page on the internet, and well, that's how I get to my email. And I saw this thing. It said seven things to know about pets and COVID-19. And I thought, oh, God, here we go. Right. And let me kind of build a little context around my view on this. It's my, my view is that we're not allowed to have hope in these circumstances. Like, the, I don't know what it is about the media and whatever lane they're running from or coming from. We're just not allowed to have hope. Like, if you hear something positive, there's an immediate story to come up that kind of takes away from that. If you hear that there's a potential treatment that might work, then somebody will put out another article saying, well, uh, results vary. And I mean, like it's, it just seems like all hope is extinguished during this time. 
you know, the, the deaths of um, hospital workers is highlighted like a son of a gun. Every young person that dies from COVID is, is, they get a memorial pretty much on the evening news. And it's like, where do we find any kind of like solace or just, just a respite, just a little spot to like be able to enjoy life and, and take in some information. And then I see seven things to know about pets and COVID virus. So, so what I want to do is kind of go through the, the little slide portion and kind of break it down. So the first thing that they put on there is pet, people can infect their pets. Now, when you hear that, what's the first thing that goes to your mind? Seriously, any one of y'all, what's the first thing that captures you when you hear you can infect your pet? You bring it home. It's 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 simple as that. You can bring it home from wherever you've been. You know, you 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 can contaminate yourself and bring it home. I work in I work in hospitals sometimes. I work in um, prisons. Uh, you can bring it home. You don't even know where you're getting this from. You can come from a gas station. Who knows? Yeah. So obviously, Chris, what do you think, man? Yeah. What's that? I'm just still taking it in. Okay. 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 I'll tell you what I'm thinking. First thing that comes to my mind is. I'm not getting all up in my dog's grill that close to be swapping uh, the 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 particles. No, nah, right? I ain't doing a, huh? Remember, it's on your shoes now. You ain't got to be up in their face. They can just be licking oh, it. Let me tell you something. Most days, I sweep up so much hair around this house. Most days, if I thought COVID could come in on my shoes and the dogs could be sniffing around and get COVID and be out of my life sometime soon, I'd be looking for a COVID patch. To go play in, run around in, trample in, come on over here, walking through this house. I, I'll be, I'll be uh, rubbing my feet off on their, on their dog bed. I think. Well, dude, I'm telling you, there's stories now, media coverage that says you can bring it in on your yep. shoes, and there, so now you can infect your poor pets. Go ahead. There bro. Was an article I seen a lady had died. I don't know if it was here in Florida, but they had tested her cat, and I think I remember telling George this. They tested the cat, and the cat had it. Now, I want you to think about that. Put that in the full context as I go through the rest of these joints, man. They tested the cat, but a lot of us can't even get tested, period, right? Exactly. I mean, so that's Exactly. So, so, okay, point number two. One dog infected with the coronavirus has died. Right. A 17-year-old Pomeranian dog died in Hong Kong. Okay. Because well, the next point says that most dogs don't develop any symptoms if infected, so you'll never even know if they hold have. On. Hold on. What was that dog year thing? Is that like seven years? Something like yeah. that? Yeah. That, dog, that dog was 119 years old. All right? That dog was even down here. If all dogs go to heaven, he done lost track of that one. Okay? I want you to think about this. Now. It was time for him to go home. How he, scary. He hearing about COVID, he just said, let me go. <laughs> <laughs> freedom, freedom, take me, Lord. So now, let's keep going. So okay. most dogs don't have any symptoms if infected. So why are you telling me that the dog could have it? Because the next point says that, um, what does it say, sorry? Pets aren't really getting regularly tested. Did you need to tell me that? Like, I mean, seriously, we know that there's areas of the country that are like basically trying to pitch together anything they can to test people. So why did you need to tell me that pets aren't regularly getting tested? That's point four. Point five is that they should not be around other pets right now. 
Okay, so, cool. I get it. I mean, you're social distancing, so now our dogs need to social distance as well. But can you see how that begins to erode and like sit on top of you? Like, good God, there's no safety in our world. Point number I'm six. Stuck. Give me the last point, not the one where the dogs don't need to be around. What was the last one? Um, sorry, let me go back a couple. Uh, pets aren't being regularly tested. Okay, so if they were tested <laughs> and they came up negative, whoever wrote this story would immediately say that the science was flawed, yes. right? Yeah. And that, that the tests are flawed and that the only reason why 95% of dogs are coming out negative is because the testing is bad. You see what I'm saying? Because I we know, we have to know that a good, I don't know, Reg, I'm going to go out on them here. Probably 98% of American dogs are, 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 are COVID-19 positive. I mean, let's just say they, they have to be. <laughs> but do you see, though, that's what I'm talking about, this need to remove any, like, safe space for people. I mean, pets are some... It's really for some people all they have as a connection right. to another living being in the house. But I'm, I'm gonna keep going. Let me, okay. Let me get well, let, what, one last thought though, though, on that. If they're if a pet is passing it to a pet, yeah. Okay. Now, I'm thinking that pets then will need a mask. <laughs> and, and hold on now. And they're gonna need some draws. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because when they sniff each other, they don't sniff each other in the mouth. Ooh. Okay, so well, you know, really pets are going to need masks and draws to go out in public. Well, I'm telling you, that's not necessary because point six says it's unlikely that your pet can get you sick. Then why'd you write this article in the first place? I mean, like, seriously, can you, can you think about the, the fear mongering that's taking place in points one through five, right? It, it just makes no sense to me. But that's kind of the theme now, right? We've got to find ways to really make sure folks know that COVID virus is bad. The 65,000 deaths, that ain't going to do it for us, right? That wasn't enough to really leave a sting with us. The, the fact that we've shut down economies, Minnesota's financial, our, our government went from a billion dollar surplus to a $3 billion deficit. That ain't telling wow. me you need to write this article. This, this really needs to be published. And it came out from Best Life. Right, not a, not the, the grandest news source. Not that I want to malign them or anything, but the fact that MSNBC, I mean MSN, the search engine, right, would then pull it over to the front and make it part of their like normal toggle of stories. It's just absurd, in my opinion. You found this story on MSN? Yeah, MSN. Oh my gosh! I didn't. I, I really. It, I I saw it. I clicked on it, which that's my fault. I could have avoided it. I, I own that. I didn't. It's a train wreck. It's a train wreck. I mean, see a train wreck. You got to watch. Listen, I watched a video. Chris, you might have saw this. Jose, you might have saw this in our community. Some, let's say, uh, as Rush Limbaugh would say, some seasoned citizen yesterday apparently got the accelerator stuck in reverse and uh, whipped out into a street out of a plaza, went around the corner, came back into the plaza, where their Cadillac ended up on top of two other cars. It's like, you got to watch that. I got to <laughs> watch it. I watched it on YouTube. I watched it on Facebook probably five or 10 times. I, I want to watch it again right now. It's just amazing to me, right? You got to look at stuff like that. That's, that's the way the story is. You just want to look at it. For they me, know, so they're, you're going to click on it and they're going to get, yeah, it's clickbait. I'm not a rubbernecker normally, right? If I'm in the car, I'm, I don't 
try to look at the action. I get frustrated when people slow down to do so. You know what I mean? That's people's lives. And really, I got my own life to live and I just rather go on. So I don't do that. And so th this need to try to keep me on edge about the coronavirus, I'm already on edge enough. I'm a black male who has hypertension. I'm a little big boned, right? I'm thick in the thighs, and, but pretty on the eyes. So I'm already in that vulnerable category. So I don't need any more fear to be added into my life. But I choose to move beyond that and try something else to do. And it seems like every time you move forward, there's another news story. If it ain't online, it's on TV. I mean, like just something to keep you on edge, this razor thin edge of death and COVID. And I'm just fed up with it. I'm not going to go out and risk my life or risk other people's lives. But I know this much. I spent the entire day, short of when you called me, with no electronics in my hand unless I was doing business. And I have not been on the Internet other than to click on here and to go through. Because I set up my Outlook account to where it's now a separate little application so I don't have to go through MSN anymore. I can control that. So now, your thoughts, gentlemen. I'm going to lay back. Well, Chris Chris has it. I've got one more thought, but Chris hasn't shared yet. Chris, okay. go ahead. Well, you want your one more thought? All right, man. I'll go ahead. Listen, here, here's the thing. <laughs> Research shows that, let's say Jose, Jose's got a boxer like I do. I've got two of them. He's got a boxer. That dog's awesome. Here's what research shows. Jose goes to the doctor. His doctor pres pre prescribes him medication. Jose has some ailment of some sort, gives him some meds for it. Uh, and then the next day, he takes his dog down to the vet. And something's wrong with the dog. So the vet prescribes the dog medication. So now he gets back to the house. He's got on the countertop his bottle of meds and the dog's bottle of meds. Who will Jose most likely give meds to? Who's going to get the meds and who won't get the meds? Research shows Jose is going to give the dog meds and he probably won't take his own. <laughs> That's been proven. That's been proven. So there is, uh, I don't know, we just know, man, people love their pets. They love their 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 animals so much, Some sometimes more than themselves. And so if you're really going to strike this fear in people, go after the pets. Go after their children. And we'll I get think, their attention. <clears throat> I think what Reggie's got, if we unpack it, it you're looking at, it really breaks into at least three, maybe more uh, areas. The the first being that that headlines sell. You know, it's all about clickbait and trying to get you to click on it, which it did. Yeah. So, so you know, check the box. Success there. Um, in in George's statement, yes. And there's a certain faction of people that has anything to do with pets. They're going to click on that. You know, that's that's something they care about versus something if it said that, you know, um, lawyers were coming down with coronavirus more than any other population. I don't think people would give a crap. But if we say our pets are going to possibly get it, that's going to get people there. So that being the, the, the sample, you know, I can look at any page um, and there's always, you know, the little the little small stories that they're trying to get you to look at back up a level and say, okay, now how do we arrive here? How do we arrive at a, a what would be considered a major news source that has de descended, not escalated, descended to the point of being the National Enquirer, 
right? We we are now we are now looking at mainstream media that functions more like the weekly world news and selling sensational articles and all this kind of stuff and stuff that at the, at the end of the day is is bullshit because why? Because it's at the, the the number 6 is by the way you can't get it from your pet. So what is the purpose of it? The purpose of it is to get you to click on it. We've all clicked on those one things. It, it's some sort of dynamic statement and you click on it and you get like a sentence and then, you know, 14,000 ads and you have to click the arrow to get to the next sentence to find out the end of the story. These people, you know, uh, busted a hole in their wall in their house they bought and you're never going to believe what they found. Yes. But it's going to take you 45 pages to get to the answer. And in the mean, and, they, and they've got you just literally clicking. And I'm thinking, how many people are out there like rats, mice in a maze, just pressing the button to get a pellet to get the next page, pressing a button to get the pellet. And then the third thing is that it must work. It, it wouldn't exist if it didn't work. And that's my theory when I get these phone calls every single day, every single day. I get phone calls about my vehicle warranty is expiring or some some other thing that they obviously have no no idea who I am or whatever. It's just they're calling out bazillion calls and, and getting people to do this. What about the IRS scams? People that, you know, it's a, it's an, a recorded message that says, you know, the IRS is you're going to be arrested if you don't call this number and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who falls for that? Who falls for that? People do. But if nobody did, they wouldn't do it. So the point is, number one, yes, they they found, you know, the clickbait, they'll always find something. If you looked at that page in general, there's something for everybody there. There's something for everybody. Something has to do with cars. Something has to do with women. Something has to do with children. Something has to do with, you know, pets. There's going to be something for everybody there. For them, somebody's going to click on something. Second, it, it's it's no longer real news. It's just about sensational storytelling, and it doesn't even have to be real or or valuable. And number three, it's it works because people are clicking on it. They're getting clicks, and they're counting, and the advertisers are are buying. So as long as we keep feeding that, as long as we keep pressing the button for another pellet, they're going to keep feeding it to us that way. Yeah. So these, these stories, these stories are uh, online are, are tantamount to the commercials that are ran during Maury Povich and judge Judy. Uh, all these, all these shows that are on television where they know the demographic of who's mm-hmm. watching. And so it's basically about 90% commercials for ambulance chasing lawyers and maybe another 10% for crap that you don't need that you could order and order now and we'll send you a second one for free. Just pay shipping and handling. I mean, it's basically what what they're doing. And and if you watch the, I love Adam Carolla's uh, theory on that, how that's changed. Like 30 years ago, those commercials were like for Bill's truck driving school, right? If you're sitting around during the day, then you need a job. So let's go ahead and play our ads at that point. So people will call it Bill's truck driving school and, Go be a over the road trucker and actually 
have some dignity and self-respect. But those days are gone, gentlemen. And now it's ambulance chasers and your dog might have COVID. Well, here, I, I want to add something to that. But I, I, to me, it goes beyond just advertising. There's a responsibility that the media is supposed to have that they've just abdicated. They've given up on They don't care. It has completely been eroded. Now it is all about what y'all said, sensationalism. And I want to quote Denzel Washington. They, someone asked him about this, about, about you know fake news stories and things like that. And, and his response to the lady was, if you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read the newspaper, you're misinformed. Right. That, that, that was a powerful statement. I mean, and he went on to say, you know, uh, one effect is that the need to be first, not even to be true anymore, right? Just to be first is, is what is prevailing right now. And it, they don't care if it impacts people. They don't care. You've already isolated us to the point where now the, where mental health issues are starting to rise. A lot of mood disorders are starting to really tick in. Telehealth is picking up like a son of a gun because people are now really emotionally stressed during this time. Right? And you're looking at all these areas that have shut down. So you've already stressed the devil out of us. And now it's like you just want to push us that much further. Like. Obviously, we, we hadn't shown you enough pain and enough panic for you to stop and say, wow, I actually went to journalism school. I think at some point they told me that, you know, I could fact find before I report something. No, they just they'll keep pushing us and pushing us. And I'm surprised that it hadn't been reported. And I don't think it ever will. But I, I there, you can't tell me there's not a correlation between the rise in suicide and the current climate, not just the lockdown. But actually, the media manifesting and pushing forward this fear agenda, and that's all I got. It's that that need to be first, not to be right. That I'm just sick and tired of. Which is why I've turned it off. No, no electronics unless it's tied directly into work. I'm done. All right. Well, I went to uh, the Daily Mail, uh, UK Daily Mail, to get my story. And so here's the story uh, that I chose. Illinois' billionaire governor dodges questions about his wife leaving town to see out coronavirus pandemic uh, on their $12.1 million equine estate in Florida as he extends stay-at-home order to May 30th. All right, so there he is, Pritzker, the, uh, the billionaire governor. And, you know, they frame this up by saying the billionaire governor uh, I'm not one of these leftists to get all worried about how much somebody makes, but uh, oh well. So here it is. Billionaire governor of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker, dodged the question about the whereabouts of his wife during a press conference Wednesday after it was reported she had left the state to ride out the stay-at-home uh, from uh, the stay-at-home order uh, in their $12.1 million Florida equine estate. And by the way, this estate is in, uh, I think it's like Wellington, Florida, something like that. I didn't know where Wellington was uh, I looked at it on the map today? Best I can tell, it's down Broward County. You yeah. you familiar with that, right? And so in Broward County, I don't think any restrictions have been lifted in the state of Florida because uh, despite his polling being bad, we actually have a governor who's got a good got some good sense, and he's not just prescribing one set of rules for the whole state. He recognizes like where I live and Chris and uh, Jose live. It's quite different than South Florida. So uh, they're not even open down there. Uh, 
let's see, uh, Pritzker, he was, uh, he was upset because he, he said his family should not be brought into politics. He slammed that story as being reprehensible, despite the fact that his wife has an office in the Illinois Capitol and, and is a full-time staffer. Oh, but we can't talk about her. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. She's got an office there. She's a full-time staffer. We'll be able to talk about her if we want to. In contrast, answering the questions immediately after about businesses in the state disobeying the stay-at-home order, Prisker warned that there were many ways they could be punished for reopening too soon. And his stay-at-home order, by the way, is the second longest in America. Y'all following me? So he stands up there. He sent his wife, I believe, on a private jet down here to Florida. After he extends a stay-at-home order, the second longest in the whole country, sends her out of town, though, to come on down to Florida to hang out. And uh, is upset about that uh, anyone would even ask about it. And then two seconds later is letting other people know that how bad they could be punished if they disobey it. We have enforcement methods that can be used. Their permits can be taken away, talking about businesses. The state can take action. Local governments can take action. And, uh, and it's interesting as well that it says here, Illinois First Lady M.K. Pritzker announced earlier in April that she has signed on to help raise money from uh, the Art for Illinois Relief Program. So she's raising money for the Art for Illinois Relief Program, they're saying. So, George, I find it interesting that you're pretending to be surprised. No, I'm not pretending you're, to be surprised at all. What, what I, I just love, I just love pointing out the hypocrisy. There's, right, there's no surprise the hypocrisy at all. Is so, I mean, I, I hear that story and I am not, I am not affected by it one second because all it did is affirm what I already know is that the people in power are hypocrites. There's a set of rules for everybody else and a set of rules for themselves. And, and I believe in the liberals, I believe are the, the worst at that, but I won't say they, they have ownership of it exclusively. <laughs> um, but the idea is that, that people in powerful positions exercise that power, take advantage of it, do what they want to do. They truly believe, and this is what the Nancy Pelosi mentality is, is that, you know, you just, all you, you underlings just need to let us handle it. Everything will be fine. We will take care of it. And you just give us the power. You give us your money and we'll handle it. And, and you don't need to worry about the details. Don't you worry about what I'm doing. The, the Wizard of Oz, you know, don't, don't, don't worry. pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know, this is all for show and in the front. And that's, that's how they exist. I, I mean, you want to talk about topics. I, I, I look at this thing with Joe Biden and this sexual harassment thing. And, and it just, I, I just am, I, I am, I am absolutely dumbfounded how they can be so one way on Brett Kavanaugh and flip and, and, and look at themselves in the mirror and honestly expect that they can just take the complete opposite perspective on on Joe Biden, and and expect everyone else to just okay. Yeah, and look, man, I, I don't want to go down that road right now. No. I know Reggie really no. doesn't. Oh no, no, you open the door. I'm gonna walk into that <laughs> one. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that I do not think that everyone's taking the 
opposite viewpoint because the opposite viewpoint, well, with Kavanaugh, it was she makes the allegation. She is to be believed. He cannot have this position. Yeah, you have you might have a couple of people that are like that with Biden, but you got other people, very notable people that are like, yeah, she makes an allegation. Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. But we need to go ahead and vote for Biden anyway because he's better than Trump. So it's not the exact opposite. I think it's actually even worse. But let me get back to uh, let me get back to this now. Right. Well, I get no response to that. Oh, I didn't know you wanted one, Reggie. Go ahead. I thought you wanted to leave that crypto or that uh, that dynamite alone. Because I mean, it's just we all become like I guess sanctimonious when the other side missteps, right? It doesn't matter whether it's conservative and the liberal misstep or liberal and the conservative missteps. And yet it's, we can pull out hypocrisies on all sides. The thing is, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. That's a spiritual. I used to hear it on the, on the, on the Southern uh, Gospel album that they were promoting on TV. Sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. And if more people embrace that one, I think we'll just kind of move on and kind of move around. Because I know people aren't saying from the conservative side that we should be believing her. Not that I do or don't believe. I'm not going to state a point on that. But I get the hypocrisy of saying every woman should be believed except if it's going to keep Joe out of office. I, I can feel that too, right? And yet, there's, we, we, we let Cheetos slide with quite a bit though, right? I mean, like, for real. So let's just say, in particular, we will let those in power, or I should say those we want to be in power, slide on a lot of stuff. We'll make excuses about anybody's behavior so long as it serves our end. What do you think of that? I think that's that's true. I think that where where Trump, you know, when he made his comments on the bus and that you know that Access Hollywood tape came out, um, I I accepted that statement. I, I of course I qualified it because I I felt those statements were made before he was you know seeking presidency. I also know how you know the average person is is and 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 there's there's a unrealistic expectation that nobody talks like that when it is just two guys together and all that kind of stuff. So I, yes, I self justified it. I'm a Trump supporter. So I, I, I justified that and said, doesn't bother me. It's okay. Blah, blah, blah. But what I wasn't doing, I wasn't months earlier wanting somebody's head on a stick because they made some sort of crass statement about women. I wasn't only months earlier waving you know the the sickle to 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 take care of somebody who's done something detrimental and then when my guy says something bad i just go oh well you know it's trump don't worry about it yeah the I, difference. i'm not a hypocrite in that regard i i accept that for what's real i don't know what that was oh that, that's my thing kicking in Sorry. okay but but when it comes to the, the way, and, and it's basically, you know, the people like Nancy Pelosi and, and all those that that made such damning statements and such, how could you even not believe this woman? If she says that we have to believe her, if she's going to, you know, Joe Biden's statements in, in and of his own statements about it. And then and then when it turns around, they, they double speak, then they're double speaking. Then they're saying, oh, yes, we need to believe her. We need to do this. We need to do whatever. But we have to do it with, you know. They know what level of investigation. At the end of the day, who was there? Him and her. If there's no third party present 
or any videotape or any camera. There's no proving. And they know that. That was the the court of public opinion is what we did it. And that's what they did for Kavanaugh. There was no Christine Blasey Ford. What, what proof did she have? Well, I'll tell you the proof she had. It was it, it, the, the impression that it made in her hippocampus. The, exactly. So the point that's being, the, go look it up. That's, but, the, but, that's the proof we had with her little, with her baby talk. But let me tell you, here's the difference between conservatives and liberals on this. Yeah. You mess with a conservatives, uh, a woman that a conservative loves. Let me back this up. You mess with a woman that a liberal loves, you might get a, you might have a hashtag coming your way. You mess with a woman that a conservative loves, you're going to have something else coming your way. Okay? okay. It ain't going to be pretty. Unless right. conservatives, conservatives love, <laughs> love women. Conservatives love their mama. They love their wives. They love their daughters. No. It ain't going to. It ain't gonna be hashtag time and all the rest of it. No, no. I'm, all right, but let me get back to this. I, I don't want to talk about Kavanaugh. No, this is small talk. I'm, I'm running this show here. Now I want to know. I want to know why. I want to know why you think they included in this article. Illinois First Lady M.K. Pritzker announced earlier in April that she has signed on to help raise money from. I think that should say for says, from the Art for Illinois Relief Program. But since then, little has been heard from her. Now, why do they include that this wife of a liberal governor has signed on to help out with the Art for Illinois Relief Program? Hmm. Okay, since y'all don't know why, this is because this is the way you shield yourself from criticism. You pick up some liberal cause, Art for Illinois, and then you you go stumping for that, raising some money to show how virtuous you are and wonderful. And then when you jump in your airplane and go down to Florida, no one's going to notice, and no one's no liberals going to say anything about it. And by the way, why do you need to shield yourself from liberals saying something about it? Well, because ninety eight percent of the media is, is liberal, and so they're going to be all over you. If not, that's why. This is why when what's his name. Uh, once again, Jeff Bezos goes and buys that big, huge, $100 million house that belongs to one of the Warner Brothers or something like that. First thing he does, I mean, that's a big carbon footprint. First thing he does is give a bazillion dollars to some climate change group or something. That way no one gripes about his house. It's so blatant. Why don't you just tell him to go take a long walk off a short pier? I'll buy whatever house I want to buy. But no, we ain't got to do. We got to buy off. Uh, we got to buy off these uh, these people so they don't criticize. That's what you got to do? The governor has not mentioned his wife or their daughter when he speaks about his life under shutdown doors. He did say, uh, "I'll just say I'm managing through the time reasonably well." He said this on April 17th. He also said, "I think there is an emotional component to this that I'll just not spend a lot of time on." So he he figures there's an emotional component. He don't want to talk about. It. That's probably his wife getting emotional at the house, yelling at him, talking about, "I want to go to Florida," and and he went. So there you have it. Just add this to the long list of things that is good for a politician, but not good for the rest of us. This guy's got all kinds of income. He's got a federal lawsuit. He's got two other legal challenges from Republican state representatives. 
that are uh, trying to uh, ignore the stay-at-home order or trying to at least get more people exempt from it. And uh, and then here's here's the tie-in, Reggie, to your story. Uh, the modified stay-at-home order goes into effect Friday. All right, so this story, this story was last week. So last Friday, it went into effect. It allows greenhouses, garden centers, and and nurseries, and animal grooming services to reopen as essential businesses. I hope those animals getting groomed. I hope they got a mask and some draws on, folks. That's all I can say. So no one gets infected with COVID. So yeah, get it now. That that's a good tie-in, Joe. It's a good one. I was wondering how that that makes sense. I mean, just just add add this to Obamacare. We're going to exempt ourselves from it, right? I mean, just the list is just too long. The list is just way too long. These fools pass this stuff and safeguard themselves from their tyranny. Where all the rest of us have to endure. It's ridiculous. I know that comes to no surprise, Chris. Just affirms your confirmation bias on this whole thing. Really? But it's pretty blatant. It's I, our own fault, George. It, it's absolutely our own fault. We're charged with the responsibility of keeping track and the people we vote for monitoring. But but the average person just wants to go about their day and live their life and not be concerned with politics, not be concerned with the, the ins and outs of it, as long as they can can get home from their job at a reasonable time and eat their dinner and watch The Voice and then get to bed and start all over, they're, they're okay. And, and they've, they've, they've trained us, they've developed us to a degree um, of, of getting into that complacency. And, and that's caused a large portion of the population. I talk to people all the time and, and the, and so many of them, I, you know, do they vote? They don't vote. I, I am astounded by the number of people that do not vote and, and, and say, well, it doesn't make any difference. You know, I am one vote. I don't make any difference. I can't make any difference. And so unfortunately that invites a 30 minute, you know, speech from me and they're not happy about that usually, but I hope at the end of it, they, they realize the importance of that position. And, and, but I always, you know, I always look at, at, at this, at the end result is we brought this upon ourselves. We being collective, not, not the four guys on this video right here, obviously. We're more informed. We we seek information. We make intelligent decisions, but you know what happens is we have so many people, so many people that are that are just happy to to go about their business, and and unfortunately they won't say a word until it's too late, until it affects them, and then they're woke up one day and goes bam, and then just this has been taken away from you, and they're like what? But at that point, it's too late. And I'll tell you what I'm happy to do. I'm happy to have any of those people that you know, Chris, who don't go vote. Go ahead and have them get their mail-in ballot sent to the house. Give, Give me a me. call. I'll come <laughs> over there. We'll have that conversation. I'll, it'd be like cheating for the SAT, man. I'll tell you what bubbles to fill in. I'll do. I'll help you out. I'll help you out. I'll be more than happy to do that. Jose, what do you have to say, man? Are you surprised that politicians yeah. would pass laws and exempt themselves from it? Well, I don't think that that's right, you know, uh, to where they're exempt. Um, we all pay taxes. Some of us don't. Um, there's a lot of people out there that think that um, 
all this shenanigans is fixed, like we've seen in the past. How much of this do we control? How much of this do we not control? And that's the scary part about the whole thing, you know, because it's supposed to be done on a voting um, standard, not on somebody behind a curtain somewhere fixing things. And that's what's happened in the past. And a lot of people are scared. They don't know what to do. So they're like, you know what? Why, why even, why even waste my time or bother, bother messing with this? And it's, and that's what's, that's what's bad about the whole system because it's, the system has failed um, itself because you've had crooked, crooked politicians, crooked people in the background, and they think that they control. It's all about power. Who has the most power? You know. Yep, and who has the most money? And that's that's kind of how and power defines. Yeah. You a lot of people in a lot of dark places that try to control things, you know. Um, look at some of the last uh, elections. A lot of stuff where they started pointing fingers at each other and come to find out when all this stuff unravels, it's way too late when you really find out the real truth of what's going on. You know, and sometimes you'll never know the real truth. Right. History is written by the winners. That's for sure. We we yeah. we uh we are at this point now, Jose, where we lionize presidents like uh, FDR. It's like, are you kidding me? This guy took everyone's gold. He uh he he ignored the Holocaust for how long? He took uh, Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent, rounded them all up, took the stuff from them, threw them in internment camps. I mean, it's just crazy the stuff that we have presidents that have use the IRS against uh, organizations and whatnot. Uh, John Kennedy had all his issues, Linda Baines Johnson. I mean, these guys were just fooling around in the White House like crazy. I mean, oh, just crazy. Well, so, yeah. and, and then later on, we just we just lionized these, these folks. They're all just broken like everyone else. But I think with, uh, I think with your boy Joe Biden, though, they're just going to try to find somebody else. They're going to try to pressure him back out of this thing so uh, i i there will well listen there'll be a faction whether they'll be that's already began if if they're successful or not we could debate that but the guy says i'm going to back out i'll tell you who's really hoping he'll do that it's probably hillary <laughs> it's a sweet bit to try to get it get it this time well i just wanted to kind of comment on both chris and jose the system ain't, it didn't fail us. It ain't broken. It's, it's doing exactly what it was designed to do. Like it, it, it's working exactly the way it was intended to. They keep the haves with the haves and then the have nots not getting much anything for real. And then the idea of complacency, I don't know if it's complacency or just we all on a hamster wheel chasing an American dream that was monetized to well, keep us competing against one another all the time. I mean, you get I, what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying by is, by broken is is you've got your own people that are have turned for money and greed and you know just like what was happening in California you had your own people given people driver's license that couldn't even drive just so they could go vote and I mean that is so that is so dirty that it's it just makes you sick you know and it, it, we're supposed to be controlled. Just like if we if we opened up the the, the, the borders or on whatever side of this country and just opened the floodgates, if they allowed that to keep going on, this country 
would start to fold really bad. Because they all think just because America is the land of the free, we're supposedly the richest country in the world, we are the powerful country, most powerful country in the world, that, hey, let's, I want to be on Team A. Well, we all can't be on Team A all the time. And that's what I'm getting at. You know, we need control. We need to control those borders. We need to control a lot more things. And things need to be watched over more because it doesn't matter what job you have or what you do, but there's always somebody crooked or somebody just doing something out of greed, and then the rest of us pay for it. And that's what's sad. Um, And I don't mean the whole thing's broken. It's just the way people use things in the wrong way. I wasn't trying to slam you or nothing. I was just trying to no, make no, a no, point. No, 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 I, I, I'm not worried this, about that. This is to be exactly the way it is right now. And it's fulfilling yeah. its purpose. And that yeah, is- I don't, I, 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 I think that's a very, his, I think that's a very cynical viewpoint on the people who created the government with separation of powers and the different levels of government, the, the, the men that tried to keep, um, government as close to the people as possible. I don't think, Reg, if you're trying to set up a system that ultimately would would go this way, I don't think you start from a place of let's put as much power in the hands of the people as possible. That's not where you start. But That's how- where it did start, and it's been corrupted along the way. And the way it's been corrupted is the majority of power being taken from the local government, state government, and now the majority of the power resides in the federal government. We would have a much more civilized society if this thing operated the way it was supposed to. So you take hot button issues like uh, abortion. The, the abortion is not in the uh, United States Constitution, and it shouldn't be. That is a state's rights issue, and that contributes to a civil society uh, this way. If someone, let's say Texas says, we don't, we don't allow abortion here, but let's say California does, then you know what? If you want abortion and that's your thing, then go to California. And then the people in Texas can stay there and they can have the laws that they want. That contributes to a civil society so that people aren't just constantly warring with each other about what should be happening locally. And so it was created that way, but it's just been perverted over time. And this is where we're at now. They did that with other topics that we deal with today. You got certain gun laws, certain states you can have firearms, certain states you can't. You got certain you got certain individuals that want to be married. They have they can't do it in certain states, so they go to another state and have it done, and then they come back. It's it, I fully get what George is saying. It's 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 a thing that some of these states have to agree on what they're doing, just like legalizing marijuana. You got some states allow it, some states don't. It's a it's a state it's a state thing. And generally, really out there, really far left, let's say, and maybe someone could give me some far right, but the right generally doesn't use the stack tactic. Real far left policies come into play. Uh, they become legal, not through the legislative process. It comes into play by filing a lawsuit in the proper part of the country so that you can get a decision. Probably it's not going to go the way you want. So you make sure you get in the appeals court that you want to get into, like the Ninth Circuit. That court's changing a little bit now. But you know you're going to go to the Ninth Circuit 
and you're going to get the, uh, the the ruling that you want there. And then ultimately, maybe this thing even goes to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court's going to decide. They're going to decide on who can marry who. They're going to decide on whether you can abort a baby or not. All these major policies end up being decided for at this point, let's say 330 million people. Nine people in black robes are going to make the decision for 330 million people. And what in the hell makes those people so virtuous and makes them our overlords? Because some politician liked them and went to Yale Harvard School with them and got a position in the Senate or whatever. It's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, it became president or whatnot. Or, you know, they, they, they passed along a list of, of candidates for the Supreme Court. And here we go. And that's how these majors go back. Look at major changes in our society. Nine people. How many times have we clung on to our Second Amendment rights by one vote? One person. What a 5-4 decides. So 330 million people, whether we get to have our Second Amendment or not. This is how it happens. Can I reply to that? Yes, please. Y'all saying exactly what I just said. The system is going. <laughs> no, that is not correct, man. It wasn't created that way for this point. Literally, it's designed to do exactly what it's doing right now. It's not broken. The person who's in charge, the president gets to choose who goes on that boat or on, the, on them nine roads if there's space available, right? That's the way the system was, has been designed, brother. It's designed to keep us out here fighting one another, chasing this debt-ridden American dream that's been monetized when really the American dream was based on freedom. Them folks got on them boats and came over here for freedom, not for monetary things, not to, I mean, ultimately it's translated into that, but along the way it's been corrupted and turned into this idea that it needs, it was what point, what a, a white picket fence and, and 2.5 kids, but it's all been monetized, brother. We The idea that we gotta have pools, we gotta have, you know, a bigger house, we gotta have this. And maybe everybody don't get into that, but a significant number of us do. And we chase that thing like a junkie chasing after his first high. And that's why we don't pay attention to what's going on around us unless it's going to get us closer to that American dream. When the real American dream, at least in my opinion, is to be debt free. So you have freedom to be able to make choices and move around and do certain things. You don't need a big house. I, I, don't, I don't need a, a 10,000 square foot mansion. But if I don't owe nobody and I live, I pay what I, I, I weigh day to day, that, that's freedom. Right. As long as I'm earning, that provides me freedom of choice, of, of movement, of a lot of different things. And so, okay, Dave Ramsey, listen. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't even know Dave Ramsey. I'm about to look that up. So Ruth Bader, get that hey, I got a newsflash for you. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's in the hospital. Ah, uh, oh. see, see, see. So the system, baby, TikTok. Exactly what it's. I mean, it's doing exactly what it was designed to do. Those who are in power can make the decisions and lead the other folks land to the side. And most of the people in power are kind of being guided by the money of the really rich folks. Am, am, I, am I exaggerated by that? Nope. I, think that I, think, I think this is uh, exactly why you need a narcissistic billionaire as president, because he really doesn't care what anyone else said. He is not trying to... He is not trying to stroke anyone else's ego other than his, and he's not interested in taking anyone else's money. So you, we can we can absolutely get upset with him about being a narcissist. Fine, get upset with him about it. I'm not going to knock you for that, but 
I'm glad to have somebody that's in there that's not going to be trying to make sure all of his friends get their cut. I don't think he is. Oh, he There's no proof of that. I don't see any evidence of that at this point. Anyway. He just wanted all for himself, though. You know what I mean? Well, let, you know what? I'd rather have one person that way than have a whole team of people behind his back propping him up like it's going to be if we have weekend at Bernie's. They're all going to be – or uh, week, weekend at Biden's, I should say. They're, they're all going – he's he going to have been passed away four months ago, and they're all going to be propping them up so they can get their cut. Hey, all I'm saying is they're riding both sides. Y'all acknowledge that at least, right? I mean, I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, that. My, my thing is, Reggie, I don't think that – I don't think you had a bunch of uh, guys sitting around in Philadelphia, you know, rubbing their hands together stroking their mustaches talking about here's how we end up doing this thing. We're going to create a system where people actually at the end of it, you know, it's always just going to get to the point where it's just going to be the haves versus the have nots. And I don't think they did that. I don't think they did that at all. I mean, Benjamin Franklin came out and said, we gave you a Republic. It's your job to keep it or keep it if you can, something like that. Didn't those guys, those guys knew that, that uh, people's demons would have at some point land us in this place. But um, wasn't there one group in particular that was considered to be the Hamlots in that, that original document? I mean, was there the one-fifth of a man thing? Okay. Well, I think you're talking three-fifths. Yeah, three-fifths. Okay. Let me correct the record. I think it's three-fifths. And I also think that you actually had some people who wanted to make sure that it was three-fifths. That way the southern states would not count – uh, blacks as a full person to inflate their numbers of their population so that they could have more representation in the House of Representatives. So if we make it three-fifths, that brings the Southern population down. They have less representatives, and ultimately maybe we can abolish this slavery thing. So it's not just, it's not as, it, you know, let's get the history right, man. Wait, hold on. But very good point. But yet, you just re- you, you affirm what I'm saying, which is it wasn't designed for everybody from the gate. Yes, it's, I know. I know, Reggie. What happens is you make a point. I t- I talk about how your point is so off base and so incredibly wrong. First of all, it's not one fifth; it's three fifths. And you brought that up, but the reason why they did it was for good reasons. You brought up as if it was nefarious, and then when after I make my point, you say, "George, you're saying exactly what I'm saying." No, I'm not. I'm not saying what you said. Yes, you did. Now here's how I'm gonna point it out. This is this is what you do every time, man, to make sure that your point is made. Everybody agrees with Reggie. Go yeah. ahead, man. Make go ahead and make it. You sure? Yeah. All right. You agree that there was a section for whatever reason it was done. It was done in a nice, positive way, but one group was considered to be less than. Yes or no? By whom? Did you say that? I want I want you to tell me by whom. Don't lump them all together. By the folks who crafted the joint, G. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Would okay. you agree that that took place? I, I, I will agree that there was plenty of people there that that was their viewpoint, but it wasn't all. There was some there was some foundation of being laid ultimately to make sure that everyone was free, except that, for that all men were created equal, except for that group that was three fifths, right? Yes or no? Go ahead with your point. Now, no, because I, I can't go forward unless you unless you agree that that's true, that that group of three-fifths was considered to be have-nots. Yes or no? By the, yes, by the people who uh, wanted to keep them in their current station at that time, yes, absolutely. And my point is I'm saying that group grew from one group of 
one ethnicity to a whole group of poor folks. And it may not be considered three-fifths anymore, but they still are considered to be less than. It's why, what, what, what do you call it? Um, liberals call them deplorables, right? Uh, conservatives call them snowflakes, right? We, 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 we have this tendency as human nature to put people below us or stand on their shoulders. And so I'm telling you that it was originally designed, it was put into the opening strategies to have a, a group of have-nots, though. That group has just grown and included other groups into it. But this it was originally designed to have a group of have-nots, man. Yes, well, and maybe what Red is leading to is why, why it was a republican, not a democracy. That it, by design, they didn't make it a democracy where the have-nots or the deplorables or the snowflakes all really it was just popular vote. It, it had to be, we wanted a, a set of re responsible, intelligent representatives who could be educated to then represent the mass of people and make educated and intelligent decisions. Um, knowing at the time, and if we look at that timetable, that time frame, obviously a time of no middle class, we literally had people that were uneducated, you know, very, very much a worker class, and then the educated. Uh, that were making all of these rules and making all of these laws and things in, in the Constitution. Um, and, and, and I'm sure at their time, they, they never envisioned the, the average Joe being escalated to a position of a representative or a senator or anything like that. They, they just by nature, and, and by the way, you want to talk about the blacks, let's talk about the women. Women aren't even mentioned. Well, I, I, I wouldn't go with that. I didn't say blacks. I said a group. I just want to be cool. That's the group they were talking about. A group was initially placed in that joint as less than. I'm just telling you, it started out being black folks, but over the course of our history, the way we've monetized this whole American dream, more people have fallen into that less than group. And it ain't based on color no more. It's based on... But at the same time, what would you say to the fact that also that that same design, that same society also is the only one that has created a middle class? Yes, that's exactly what I was just thinking, Chris. More people have risen into the middle class in this system than any other. There's been more wealth generated here. This is not we do not live in some a Buddhist caste system where you are stuck and you can't move up. That is not how this thing works. It's never worked that way. OK. And we so move up out of poverty every day. There's never been more social mobility anywhere in the world. And I uh, think it's because of the way our system was created. And, and can I make a point to that one? Yeah. They go from poverty to debt, usually. Yes or no? All of those who are at the top who are kind of living that life where they ain't mortgage to the hill, they ain't financing cars, right? You know what I mean? They own what they have. They're the ones who have real power and authority. So, and you talk about the middle class, the middle class, yes, it was created, but it's slowly being strangled to death. I mean, like we're being pushed into extinction to where there is no middle class. There's the one end who don't pay any taxes at all because they don't have any employment or they don't make enough to be able to contribute. They're getting tax returns. They're getting money kicked back. They're the people on the top end of the spectrum who get a ton of breaks, which they probably need to a degree in order to be able to like trickle down if you believe in that theory. I don't know if I do, but there's two ends of the spectrum that really get a good deal in this process. And what happens to us in the middle? We're the ones paying the other two ends. So while you talk about we have a middle class, the middle class is little more than indentured servants at this point in time in our country. 
because we're paying both ends of the spectrum, people not to work and folks to be rich and hopefully create more jobs for people. Like, so I don't, I don't get where you're going with that. They, the original design, we're doing exactly what we designed to do, man. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to leave. I love America. Got a flag out front, out, out back. I love this country. Son of a gun, I do. I've prospered in many ways. What is the what is what is the mechanism by which that the money is taken from the middle class and given to the lower class and the upper class? Taxation. Right. Specifically income tax. You're falling. I know where you're going with this. You want to blame somebody. We talked about this five episodes ago. Blame does nothing. Blame me. I'm the one who taxing people, not fix it. We need to, as a middle class group come to a conclusion that we will stop paying taxes or some kind of radical movement to where we disrupt this system. Because if not, they're just going to keep wringing that towel dry. And as soon as we soak it with a little bit more cash by going out and breaking our backs on that hamster wheel, they're going to wring that towel dry again. Right. Whether it's the Democrats doing it, whether the conservatives doing it, it's all Democrats doing it. That does nothing to fix the problem, though. Yes or no? OK, so let me go where I was actually going. Okay. The, 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 it, it's, it's, what's that? I won't cut you off again. Keep going. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that ultimately you have to have somebody that's willing to change that system. But to do that, it would take power away from the people who make the rules. So it's just not going to happen. Okay. So like a couple of good proposals that are out there be like the fair tax. Uh, anyone's watching this, doesn't know what the fair tax is. Look it up. Uh, it's, there's, legislation out there it's, it's been proposed probably for 15 years or so i'm just guessing mm -hmm. um, and it's just not going anywhere uh that would fix it or maybe even just a flat tax would fix it i like the fair tax uh, much better but the money coming into the coffers uh the, the tax system is is what gives politicians their power because that enables them to Oh, I'm going to give Chris a tax break and I'm not going to give Jose one. Uh, Chris has got some money. So if I give him a tax break, he'll contribute to my campaign or make sure legislation goes my way. It's the way the manipulation of the code is how they have the power. And so until that changes, probably nothing's going to change. We're probably just going to keep on fighting over. Yeah, I don't want to subsidize major corporations. And I don't want to be paying people more to stay home than what they get paid to go to work. You're right, man. What? 28th Amendment. What is your amendment? I, I do think I do think you're you're not right on everything, but you're right on that point. I'm trying to find some common ground with you, Reggie. I appreciate that. And I will concede every argument you have made. And yeah, I I don't know what the solution is. I'm not gonna sit and pretend to know what it is. It's just reality. And knowing, at least I know I'm making a conscious choice when I go out of here and find that next contract or try to build that next bit of income. Until I reach a certain tax bracket, I'm really working to pay two ends of a spectrum and not really seeing much benefit myself. And I think that is how, not maybe not originally, but that's how this system is designed. It's doing exactly what it needs to do, or what it was designed to do, which is keep the people with the stuff where they are and keep the folks who don't have much dependent on a system so that they don't have a, any incentive to do anything different. Well, I realized that I would be voting conservative when I was in economics class at Hillsborough Community College in Ybor City, 
And about the, I don't know, the year 2002, I thought, yep, I really don't know much about the Republican Party, really, or the Democrats at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I guess I've been about the year 2000, before 9-11. And, and I, but I thought, yep, this economics thing makes pretty good sense to me. Looks like I'm going to vote Republican. That's for sure. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't tell you what I'm going to vote because I've learned to not do that as often, not in front of company. But uh, well, I, I find actually there's one camp that kind of holds my, that I got a better chance in than the other. But sometimes, you know, the social things kind of kick in. So I don't know. I mean, just for me, we got way off the subject of COVID-19 articles, by the way. <laughs> Where's that at again? We start. Hey, you start. You start uh, demonizing the uh, the three fifths of a person thing. Uh, then, then I'm gonna have to jump on that because I, I get tired of uh, I get tired of hearing that 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 skewed one certain way, man. Uh, again, how did I demonize? Okay. Hey, Chris. Um, yeah. I don't know if you had an article to talk about, man, but we're at 72 minutes at this point. Oh yeah. I'll tell you, mine was real fast. I, I, the, only, the most, the most um, interesting COVID thing that I saw this week so far was Alex Jones. Um, whether you like him or love him, of course. But that was so entertaining, if nothing else. And um, you know, he's such a wild card already. And and I guess the, the, my point to bring to to this discussion. He is such a known quantity. He is such a, there's no mistake, yet they go to him to get the soundbite, to make the story as if he represents any group of intelligent people on that topic, you know, and that he's going to eat his neighbors and blah, blah, blah. And just the, the, the crazy stuff that he says to get on, to, to, to get a soundbite. But my point is, is that the simple fact that the mainstream media would take it seriously or try to even make it seem like he had some sort of position, I found completely ridiculous. And I just couldn't stop smiling the whole time they were showing the video. And when they came back, they're so serious about it. And, you know, and I'm like, you don't get it. You guys are you guys are not connecting the dots. So that was my thing on COVID I thought was interesting. Well, you know, they got a song. They, they made a song out of his interview, right? Oh, they did? Just, just type in on Google, uh, Alex Jones' song. And, okay. and, and I, I won't tell you what it is because they ain't family friendly, but uh, watch it. It's him. They took, you know how they take a, a sound bite and put it over a beat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've done that to Mr. Jones. Yeah. Songify, right? They call it Songify. I like that. I like that. Okay. I'll have to uh, pay attention to that because I have not seen any Alex Jones clips, commentaries, stories, anything since COVID-19. And uh, now I'm really thinking, Chris, that uh, I'm missing out. <laughs> I have to be. I watched I watched like all four hours of Joe Rogan interviewing him. It was it was a, like the best four hours of YouTube that I've ever seen. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Like it's all nonsense. Right. But it's just so funny. So yeah. It's absolutely hilarious. We won't spoil it for you. Whatever you do, go to his most recent Infowars News Wars thing, and you'll see something I think will make you laugh your head off. It's like it's I won't spoil it. That's all I tell you. And then type me an Alex Jones song. You'll love it to death. Okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, hey. Uh, actually, I had uh, I had Carrie from my barbershop here. She said uh, this is a little stressful. 
And then she said, you, you all have great hair. Just say, well, we know, we know one person here has great hair. And uh, yeah. And so, yeah, tonight's conversation may have been a little stressful, but Hey, this is, this is why we do this actually. Right. Yes. This is why we do this. We, we, we actually want to show that it's actually possible to have conversation where you disagree. You might even get a little bit heated, heated and go back and forth a little bit, but it's okay. It's absolutely okay. I really think that we need more of this in our culture. And Reggie, I did want to clear this up. When we finished our last episode and I said that we need more speech because if you stifle speech, you're stifling thought. And and I, so I went back and kind of listened to that. And, and in the midst of that, while I was on a rant, I think you said something like, um, did you come up with that or was that your idea? Something like that. Was that my thoughts on that? I like that. And, that was pretty cool. That was pretty right. Cool. Yeah. So I wanted to clear that up that, uh, no, it was not. That was, uh, that, that was from probably the most, uh, the, the preeminent uh, clinical psychologist on the planet right now, Jordan B. Peterson, Jordan Peterson. That's uh, his line of thinking. And that just really opened my eyes when I heard him uh, talk about why speech is so important. And we shouldn't be, engaging in this cancel culture, we should be able to have heated discussion and, uh, and be okay afterwards. All right. So we've had some heated discussion tonight. We had, uh, Jose who did pretty good, man. You did pretty good. Jose, you got three out of five on the Cinco de Mayo quiz. Great job. We'll run the same five questions by you next year after our hundredth episode of small talk. We'll see how you do next year we'll have to have you on again sometime thank you for joining us from your uh, your bar right there that cannot be shut down by COVID-19 appreciate right. you being with us it was all nice right. meeting you fellas thanks for having me on George yep all right everyone thanks for watching and uh, again I uh, would love for you to go to smalltalk.tv check out uh, the site go click those links to YouTube to uh, the podcast Check out the podcast on Spotify, Google Play, and uh, Apple Podcasts. Most people are downloading it through Apple Podcasts. So check it out there. And we'll be back in a couple of days with another episode Thursday night right here on the new Small Talk Facebook page. So until then, we'll see you and be safe and be healthy. And put a mask on your dog and maybe some draws. <laughs> Right? Don't let your dog spread COVID-19.